This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I'm going to share on the title, I Need a Shower. I Need a Shower. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I really appreciate uh, Deacon Dan for laying a foundation. Uh, as you will follow my message, you'll see that uh, uh, there's not so much of a detour. Um, you know, our messages are actually riding on each other. And apparently we, we didn't share notes. Uh, I believe this is just the doing of God. Hallelujah. You know, I'm sure you'll agree with me, ladies and gentlemen, that in life sometimes, we go through very hard stuff. We go through issues. Go through storms. We go through floods. He whose mission is to steal, kill, destroy, whose key result areas daily is to push us to the wire, to the corner, when sometimes he stalks the fire, there comes a time when you get so battered, so bruised. And sometimes you are so crushed, so tired, so exhausted to the extent that, you know, all you want at the end of the day is a shower to refresh you, a shower to cleanse you, a shower to purify you, a shower to sanctify you. You know, I'm sure you have heard about this, that bad things happen to good people. Bad things can happen to good people like you and I. You know, there are times when you go through stuff, you do certain things that then get you to ask yourself, did I do that? For those who love sitcoms, there was this sitcom, Steve. There was this little boy who would always do clumsy things. And every time he did something clumsy, he would look at what he would have done and he would say, did I do that? Do you remember that? You know, the times when we go through that, you look at what you have done and it's so filthy. You look at what you have done, it's so dirty. You look at what you have done, it's so abominable. One way or the other, one time or the other, we have all gone through that space. There's a guy called David, King David. I'm sure we are all familiar with King David. King David one time, he does the obnoxious, the ridiculous, the unpalatable, the unthinkable. The man after God's own heart, he schemes after doing something treacherous. He schemes the death of Uriah, one of his generals. After he had slept with his wife, I'm sure you remember the story of Bathsheba or the Bathsheba. I'm sure you remember that story. And David does something, you know, 
he 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 gets into adultery causes you know some uh, you know pre- pregnancy and then causes the death the, the death of Uriah and then God show God shows up and he says how dare you what have you done and the man looks at himself he looks at his self introspects his self searches himself he takes stock he realizes how how terrible the thing he had done was and we find him in psalm 51 i like particularly verse 7 where he says in verse 7 purify me with the hyssop and i'll be clean wash me and i'll be whiter than snow is the part b that i like wash me wash me wash me paraphrased what David is saying is, give me a shower, Lord. I need a shower. I need a shower. There has to come a time in our lives. You look at what you would have done and you say, this can only go away from me by a shower from heaven. Only God can cleanse me, purify me. What I need is the hyssop of God. What I need for my healing is the balm of Gilead. Hallelujah. Even as we sit where we are right now, we could be following proceedings online. I want us to be, I want us to be taking stock, reflecting on our lives. And if you are like me and you're saying, Lord God, in this area of my life, I need a shower. I need a shower. I need a shower. I need a shower. During COVID, things happened. We all grew cold. Hallelujah. Many grew cold. Many fell from where the high places where they were in terms of their prayer lives, in terms of our worship, in terms of our praise, in terms of our word power, in terms of our reverence, in terms of our giving. And some of us drifted could be we drifted into idolatry, we drifted into adultery, fornication, we drifted into so many places. And today we are here, after two whole years, we are here for the first time gathering together. And you're saying, Lord God, when I reflected where I was in 2017, 2018, I am a far cry. I'm really, I'm really, I, I need to do more. If I look at the Lord that I'm carrying, I, if I look at the stuff that I had actually relinquished, gotten rid of, things that I've re- I had renounced and denounced, these are the things that are tormenting me today. We reflect on that and we say, Lord, I need a shower. I might not have killed someone, but I know I need a shower. I might not have, I may not have you know, committed adultery, fornication, but I know I need a shower. I'm not a murderer, but one thing that I know, Lord God, I, I need a shower. I'm not going to Enganga, I'm not going to Eshikiro, I'm not going to any necromancer medium, but what I know, Lord God, there are things that are the skeletons, little skeletons in my cupboard that I know, that I know, that I know with absolute certainty that I need a shower. I work with so many people, being an FOC pastor where I am, 
You know, you minister to so many people, and, you know, in my place of work, I work with about 24,000 students, 3,000 workforce. It's, that's a kind of scenario that gives you, when you're living with people, you realize the kind of things that people are carrying. And you realize how much shower is needed. Hallelujah. We all need a shower in this season. Pastors and their congregants, the sheep and their shepherds, we all need a shower. I've seen brothers and sisters, people who invariably it's offense. I've seen people who are offended in the house of God. People who are offended in their workplaces, people who are offended uh, in their homes, husbands offended, wives offended, children offended, uh, you know, bosses offended, and subordinates offended. Offense flies literally everywhere. Hallelujah. If I were to say, close your eyes, think of five, ten people, you'd come up with at least three, four who are offended. It's either you are offended with them or they are offended with you. And the tragedy with offense, invariably, the tragedy or danger with offense is that if not nipped in the bud, it leads to anger. These are two cousins. And if anger is not managed, even as the word of God says, don't allow the sun to go down on you in your anger. You don't go to bed in anger. You nurse it for 24 hours. You nurse your anger for 48 hours, 72 hours. It graduates into unforgiveness. And you nurse unforgiveness. It festers. into bitterness. And bitterness graduates invariably into malice. And malice graduates into vengeance. And chaos begins. Fights, factions, which Apostle Paul says, "Uh -uh. no dissensions in the house of God. No fights, no conflicts in the house of God. And death then begins. You know, if you are in that place where you are saying, you know what? I was offended and I'm justified to be where I am. I'm so angry. I'm so bitter. I may not be malicious. I may not be vengeful. That's a wrong place to be. You are a candidate even this morning, I mean this afternoon, just to say, Lord God, I need help. I need a shower. I need a shower. Hallelujah. There are three showers that I want us to share uh, with even this, this afternoon. There are three showers. Ned, your neighbor, say, and, uh, uh, tell them uh, you may need a shower. I know the people who are sitting, who are sitting next to uh, their spouse. Hallelujah. I'm safe. I'm a little distance away from my Madame B. Um, but yeah, we all need we all need showers. Hallelujah. The first shower that I want us to share uh, around this, this afternoon 
is what I would call a God-dispensed shower. A God-dispensed shower. A shower that God himself releases on you and I. If we allow him to. Hallelujah. Allow me to go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 36. This is one of my most favorite scriptures. Ezekiel chapter 36, reading from verse 24. And it says, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. Verse 25, my classic one, my beautiful one. And then it says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my ordinances and do them. All God is saying is, you know what? I'm ready to give you a shower. It just doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter where you have, what you have gone through. Remember the story of, uh, you know, the prodigal son. He went out. He squandered all I had. I mean, he was given by the father. He stayed with, uh, he stayed with pigs and ate with the pigs. He was so filthy. And it only took him coming back to his senses and coming back home. And the father, the first thing that he did was, let's clean him up. Clean him up, clean him up, clean him up. The Lord would say to you even this afternoon, I'm ready to clean you up. You have gone th through the streets stripping. I'm ready to clean you up. You have gone through prostitution. I'm ready to clean you up. Adultery, I'm ready to clean you up. Fornication, I'm ready to clean you up. You might, I mean, you might be here and, you know, there are issues of small house, big house. I'm ready to clean you up. Are you hearing me? You might have swindled people, defrauded people, but I'm ready to clean you up. Abortion, no one knows about it. It's just between you and God. But you have not submitted you, your soul to the Father and say, deal with me. The Lord would say to you, I'm ready. To clean you up. I will not allow. I will not allow. There's what, we, what I usually call the 3D. The 3D mod. It's not the 3D dimension mod. The 3D mod. There are three Ds we need to be cognizant of and avoid at all costs. D number one is defiance. When we walk in defiance to the statutes of God. You know what you're supposed to do, but you defy. You disobey. You are disloyal. 
God wants us to obey. He wants us to be loyal. He wants us to pay total, complete, and undiluted allegiance to him. When you come to a place where you, you defy what God, what God says, God says, don't covet, you covet. Don't kill, you kill. Don't steal, you steal. Don't chop what's, your, what's not yours, and you chop. That's defiance. Give, you don't give. Go highways, byways, look for the souls, and you don't. That's defiance. And it is defiance, disobedience, that he hindered the children of God from entering into the promise. The whole crew that came out of Egypt, save for two, because of disobedience. When we defy God, disobey God, we lose our promises. We miss our promises. And defiance, the first D, leads to the second D. And the second D is defilement. You defy, you get defiled. And when you get defiled, to be defiled is to be desecrated, de, uh, consecrated is to get dirty, to be filth, uh, sitting in a place of abomination. Hallelujah. And when you are defiled, you then gravitate towards the third D. The third D. Which is the distance between you and God. You defy God, you become defiled, and then you get distanced from God. Yet God wants us to have a beautiful, inextricable relationship with his sons and daughters. Very close relationships. He says, look, I, in the book of Isaiah, I come running, open arms, but you're not wasted pocketing. In Isaiah chapter 66, he says, you know, you shall be dandled on the lap of the father and you, you will suckle from the breasts of kings. That's what he wants. But not when we are, when we defy and when we are defiled. I'm sure this, this is really a common sense, a common sense issue. You know, your children spend the whole day playing and uh, having fun. Like the fun that we used to do when we were little kids in the village. We would have fun to the bone. We would have fun to the core. And by the end of the day, we would be white from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. And during the rain season, we would be so muddy, so filthy, 
when mom is coming back from wherever she would have gone or dad coming back from wherever they would have gone, the temptation out of this very strong unction and psychological attachment, uh, passionate, uh, you know, uh, love, mother, son, uh, father, son. You want to jump on mom and mom ducks you. And has it ever happened to you? And mom would say, come on, go clean up. Go clean up first. Then we can have fun. God wants us to have a shower before we can play. Hallelujah. He wants us to have a shower before we can play. So I want you to take a cellar moment. Step back, reflect. He's saying, I'm ready. And on this particular one, if you rewind a little bit on Ezekiel chapter 36, you rewind three, four verses upwards. He actually says, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for the sake of my name, which you have defiled. I'm not going to do this because you're righteous. I'm not going to do this because you're a giver. I'm not going to do this because you, you are handsome or you're beautiful. I'm not going to do this because you are the only surviving nephew of the president. Uh-uh. I'm going to do this for the sake of my name. I'm ready to take my water. I'm ready. This is clean water. I'm ready to give you a shower. All I want you to do is just begin to imagine going, God giving you a beautiful shower. Beautiful shower. You may even want, you know, take this home when you are having your own shower. Imagine God in that place of cleansing. Bathrooms are places of cleansing. Just imagine yourself, God pouring this beautiful shower on you. Cleansing you of all unrighteousness, all filth. And this requires, all it takes is just you. The word of God is very clear. Again, in the book of Isaiah, if you are willing and you are obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. All it takes is your willingness. All it takes is your obedience. There are people in, in really at the literal sense, not figurative sense, there are people who don't like bathing. I remember when we were little kids, we didn't, love bath, we didn't like bathing. Do you get what I'm saying? And mom would take us, drag us to the bathing room, creaking, screaming, kicking, and frothing. It would feel very good at the end of the day. But the process, the process is not always good. It doesn't feel good, especially when the water is cold. Do you know what I'm saying? This scripture, there's one vision. I think it's uh, the message, the message Bible, which says, I will take my clean water and I will scrub you clean. Do you know what's to scrub? There's a word, 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 reshona, reshona word that says, Kukokonora. Kukokonora. China. Makwande anengaripamon. To scrub. To scale off. And it's not an easy process. Do you get what I'm saying? But that's the promise of God. I'll take my clean water. 
And I wash you clean. So this is my desire, brothers and sisters, just to say, Lord God, here I am. I know the filth that I harbor in my heart. I know the filth that I harbor in my mind. I know the skeletons in my cupboard. Please give me a shower. I want a shower. I want a shower. Then, point number two. Self-dispensed shower. This is a shower that you open on your own. Remember the cleansing, all, even as I'm looking at these, uh, you know, three points. All cleansing is of the Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? All cleaning is of the Lord. Here we're just taking, talking about who takes the initiative. God is saying, I will take the initiative in the first instance to clean you. But he also challenges us to say, hey, come on. There are so many promises that are right in front of you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Loaded with the promises of God. Verses 1 to 14. You'll be blessed as you come in, blessed as you go out, blessed in the marketplace, blessed in the field, blessed here, blessed here. Your enemies will come one way and they'll flee. In some, you know, there shall be none lemma in your midst or in your clan. It's just a whole horde of the promises of God. But he says, hey, come on, come on, come on. All this requires your obedience. Walk in obedience. Walk in purity. Walk in holiness. Be holy as I'm holy. To the merciful, he is definitely going to be merciful. To the kind, he's going to be kind. He's a, he's a faithful God. Hallelujah. A self-dispenser. This is what God says. So when you spread out your hands in prayer, pleading for my help, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, even though you offer many prayers, I will not be listening. Your hands are full of blood. Verse 16. That's my favorite. I want you to underline that. Wash yourself. Make yourself clean. Get your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing evil. Is that simplified enough? It doesn't require a lot of articulation. It doesn't require cutting, drying, and picking. It's just as simple as that. Wash yourself. Wash yourself. Wash yourself. Wash yourself. Wash yourself. Get rid of all the evil. It's just as simple as that. Whose responsibility is to wash you? It's you. The responsibility. At first, he is saying, look, I'm going to wash you. But in this instance, he is saying, come on, wash yourself. There has to come a time, brothers and sisters, when you get into a moment of worship. Not a moment of singing, but a moment of worship. Where you abandon yourself in worship, where you don't care who's on the left, who's on the right, who's behind, who's in front of you. When you don't care about your makeup, you don't care about your, your invitee, 
It could be the boy or the girl who is after you. You don't care about your mother-in-law. She has known you as a very dignified person. There has to come a time where we need to engage deep calling unto deep. Touching and catching the heart of God in worship. Being connected thoroughly to God in prayer. He says, I want, he wants those that worship him in spirit and in truth. There's a deep connectedness. There's a halak in that place in that moment. An intentional walk, an intentional. There's a, a word that I normally use. It's called lambano. This is what uh, Apostle Paul talks about in the book of Philippians. Not that I've caught it, but I press forward. I lean forward with intentionality and consistency to lay hold of it. Draw it forth to me. Personalize it and make it mine. In that place of deep calling unto deep, just like in the case of Hannah, Hannah seeking the face of God. Pouring out an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous woman. There's a washing, a cleansing, a purification, a sanctification that takes place in that kind of scenario or setup. That's what God wants from you and I. Hallelujah. Deep calling unto deep. Where you take the initiative, you are intentional, you are consistent, you abandon yourself, and you say, Lord, how do I say that in English? Which one is not, de is not death? <laughs> there's a washing. There's a cleansing. In that place of abandonment, in that place of selflessness, crushing yourself on his feet, and throwing down all the crowns, the offices, and recognitions that we get from society. Wash yourself, wash yourself, wash yourself. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses 10 and 11, the word of God says, the Lord also said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, that is, prepare them for my sacred purpose and have them wash their clothes. Some of these things are symbolic. They're not literal. When we are washing, wash the clothes. Wash the garment that which clothes you in the realm of the spirit. Take it off. He wants to give you the garment of honor. 
instead of all the other abominable garments that we can think of. Take them off. Wash yourself. Cleanse yourself. Apostle Paul says, the circumcision must really not be the circumcision of the flesh. Let it be the circumcision of the heart. There has to be a breaking and a crushing until the oil comes out. And that is a place. It is a place. That's the place of washing. You taking initiative with all intentionality and all consistency to say, Lord God, I will not leave this altar during action 2022. I will not leave the same. I will not go back home the same. I am going to be renewed, transformed. I'm going to be a new creature. Not by might, not by power, not by my own ingenuity, creativity, and innovation, but just by the grace, the glory, the Holy Spirit of God, which is the promise which pastor spoke about. The promise of God. I can see this is not a very exciting message. Hallelujah. But God is good. Joshua chapter 3 verse 5. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for his purpose. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. He will do miracles amongst you. But the precondition is washing ourselves. People washing themselves. His shower is ready. But there's also a shower that you can turn on with your own intentionality where you say, Lord God, this idolatry, I'm tired of it. These necromancers, I'm tired of them. These mashikiro, these mediums, I'm tired of them. You know, playing second fiddle to another woman, I'm tired of it. I refuse to be a small house in the name of Jesus. I'm a first-class citizen of heaven, fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. In the name of Jesus, I wash myself of this. I cleanse myself of this. I purify myself of this. I refuse anxiety. I refuse worry. I refuse hopelessness, frustration, doom and gloom. They are not my portion in the name of Jesus. It's you taking ownership of your life, taking full control of your affairs. Allowing the shower to soak you. The word of God to soak you. The spirit of God to soak you. The anointing that breaks the case to soak you. The anointing that breaks iniquity to soak you. The anointing that breaks affliction, sickness, and disease to soak you. Abandoning yourself for the cleansing by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. In the book, book of First Timothy chapter 2, even as I get uh, closer to closing, uh, second, second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Now in a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of uh, earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble good, good use, and some for dishonorable, 
ignoble, common. And verse 21, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, not if God cleanses them, but if anyone cleanses themselves, hallelujah, from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, and sinful, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose and useful to the master, prepared for every good use, every good work. That is our God. God is saying, you know what? I know we desire to sing. We desire to be in the choir. Cleanse yourself, my daughter. You desire to serve even as an usher. Let's cleanse ourselves. You desire to serve on the pulpit as a pastor. Cleanse yourself. You want to be a cell leader. You want to be a section leader. You want to be a zone leader. Cleanse yourself. Hallelujah. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. A good thing, a good thing, a good thing. Hallelujah. Just a couple of days ago, I was preaching or teaching uh, at some wedding. And I was saying, you know what? Holy things of God are not given to dogs. There are holy things that we are looking for. The woman that is sitting next to you is a holy thing. The husband sitting next to you is a holy thing. We desire healing. It is a holy thing. We desire deliverance. It's a holy thing. We desire restoration. It's a holy thing. We desire fruitfulness, multiplication. We desire increase in our lives. Those are holy things of God. But the word of God says in the book of Matthew, holy things of God are not given to dogs and pigs. This is a moment to nudge your neighbor and say, I'm not a dog. And I'm not a pig. I'm a holy thing of God. And all the promises that we desire, even as you desire one, two, three, four, five things, remind yourself these are holy things. And even as you approach them, if there's piggy behavior, you say, I need a shower. If there's doggy behavior, you say, I need a shower. Because holy things of God are not for the filthy. Holy things of God are not for the greedy. Holy things of God are not for the obnoxious. Holy things of God are not for the defiled. God forbid that some uncircumcised Philistine would want to come into here, into this place, CC Borodell or CC uh, IFOC, and to try and grab our holy things. Be it a holy thing as in a woman, be it a holy thing as in a man. Now, we refuse. They will come and will usher them into the bathroom and say, Sister, brother, take a shower first. Take a shower. And when you have taken a shower, there is a holy thing. Are we agreed? If you are a single woman, say, I will not be taken by an uncircumcised Philistine. I will not be taken by the defiled. Because I am a holy thing. If you are a man, say, I'm a holy thing. I will not go for the defiled. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
in closing in closing there's a shower that's triggered by our brethren the word of god is very clear on the day that he washed the feet of his disciples we find peter saying in john chapter 13 verses 8 and 9 he says you will never wash my feet and jesus answered unless i wash you you have no part with me we can have nothing to do with each other then simon peter said to him lord in that case wash not only my feet but also my hands and my head we jump on to verse 14 so if i the lord and the teacher washed your feet you ought to wash one another's feet as well for i gave you this is an example so that you should do in turn as i did to you there is a challenge brothers and sisters that we wash each other we cleanse each other we, we purify each other you see a brother messed up trigger shower a sister messed up trigger shower this perilous world the environment in which we operate is so bad because of COVID many have grown cold it's our responsibilities as brothers and sisters as watchmen to reach out to our brothers the word of God says very clearly in the book of Galatians each other's buttons we need to carry each other's buttons we need to wash each other so you might be here even as we remain seated you might be here and you say Mfundis, you, I think you were talking to me I'm caring so much that things that I look at even in my life I look around there's just so much filth there's such just so much dead I'm tired of it. That things in my house, I'm tired of them. That things that I do, nobody knows about them. And I think when you were talking, you were talking to me. As you sit there, I want you to bow your heads. Extend your hands out in a posture of receiving. Father God, I want to thank you. I want to bless you and to glorify your holy name. Your word is very clear that your mercies are new every, every morning and they endure forever. Your love is so abundant, it's immeasurable, unfathomable, incomprehensible. Even right now, your love, your mercy, your grace, is abounding in this place you know each and every one of us is i pray father god that that by the power of the holy spirit minister to us you know our places of filth the debt that's in our cupboards the debt that's under our carpets whatever is hidden lord might be hidden from man but can never be hidden from you I pray for your redemption. Pray for your cleansing. 
pray for your sanctification. I pray, my Lord, my God, in the name of Jesus, for that which you promise in the book of Ezekiel. Cleanse us. Also bring us to a place, Lord God, where we are able to confidently approach your throne of grace and make our cases concerning our cleansing at an individual level. We may, need to, we may not need to look for pastors or deacons or our leaders for this process because you have given us that grace to be able to attend to our issues. Attend to our issues. Issues of repentance. Right tending with you. And I also pray this afternoon that you send sons and daughters of encouragement to come and minister to me. Help me to minister to my brothers. Help me to minister as salt and light even to my family, the marketplace, in my church. I pray, Lord God, that everything that we do help us to do from a place of holiness. I want to save you and to worship you in the beauty of holiness, the beauty of purity. In the name of Jesus, cleanse us this afternoon. Sanctify us this afternoon. And I pray that you don't make this temporary. Let this shower continue to run consistently for the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, come on. If you believe that was a useful message, scream to the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.